Welcome back to 1010's Podcast. I am Michael Beck with Adam Nielsen and Mr. Handsome Robbie. How are you, sir? Doing very well. How are you? I always ask Robbie what's going on. I always, ne- never, the other day, never. the other day. I feel left out all the time. The other day I was, I was sitting here. I was like, I always say welcome back to 1010's Podcast. Like maybe I need to mix it up and do something different. You do. You always say, as always, I'm Michael Beck. As, yeah, because I haven't changed not, this it's week. not always. I'm not us. a different person this week as opposed to last week. We tried to get Robbie to start the show. Remember we told yeah. him, Robbie, you have to start the show next week. I did it once. Forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> really? When yeah. you did it? Oh, yeah, okay. I said I said something about you, Michael, and I said something about Robbie, and then I said something about the bank vault, but left oh, myself Oh, I do remember that, but you were on, you let us into the bank vault thing. So I, I, was all, kept, I was too excited about the bank vault. Kept rolling. Spencer had me all. You were trying to set jacked. a tone for the show, a projectory for the show, and I didn't want to come in there and Robbie, slap it Robbie down. Robbie brought it down though, because that's just what he does. That's what I do. He's here to shorten the show and keep us quiet keep, and level headed. Keep you in line. No exactly. Fun, frankly, it's, it's very fun. All, all, <laughs> all of the fun. That, that tone is not fun. It's we're having fun, okay, guys. guys Rob, responsible. We're having very much fun. Okay. Can you feel the fun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Making that hair on the back of my neck stand straight up because it's feeling very dad like. I'll turn this podcast around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me stop this podcast. Uh, anyway, let's start the show. Adam, you had a revelation I that did. you wanted to share. So, so you guys belittled me about my lack of Instagram usage I a few, few weeks ago. Gone the other direction. And I've, I've been, he's I've been, been posting. Uh, I've been posting here and there and been looking at the Instagram here and there and I've come to a realization. Instagram is way, way fucking better than Facebook. Thank it you. takes a little while though, because when you first look at it, you're like, I don't I don't what, what am I doing? You like, want to know what I love about Instagram? Okay. Instagram is very difficult to share. <laughs> just, really you had to derail me. <laughs> I'm on my Instagram right now and I follow I don't know who this is to be honest with you. It's just all tits. It's like, <laughs> the picture is just literally just all tits. This girl falling out of a tank top. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, what were you talking about? <laughs> Instagram. He's talking about what you like about Instagram. So it's it's very hard to share on Instagram. You can't do it without like going through a lot of work. Like another app. So like on Facebook, someone will share some stupid fucking political meme that I couldn't give a flying fuck less about, but somebody else will think it's the funniest thing in the world. Hit that share button. Oh, yeah. And then the next person will hit that share button. And the next thing you know, I've seen that stupid meme 15 times because Facebook makes it too easy to share dumb shit and your terrible, stupid opinions. Regardless of which side of the political spectrum you're on, I think you're wrong. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. And it's all but impossible to do that on Instagram. So Instagram's just the stuff I actually do care about, which are cars and what my friends are doing. Yes, that's what it should be. And so I like Instagram better. And it's so much less drama. It is less drama. And not only is it more difficult to share a post, it's also you have to put a little bit more thought into a regular post because you have to go through the process, putting the picture and cropping it and doing all that stuff. But then you like, if you want to hashtag it, then that's like a whole nother deal of time like spent oh, yeah. thinking about oh, that. I know. So you don't just like regurgitate shit all day. And so then I the other thing is I'm trying to decide like when you're writing your description about it, about the picture, do you hashtag in there or you just hashtag hashtag afterwards? Yes. You, you do whatever you want, man. That's you, what you I've, do you. I've been doing both. Somebody told me recently that you should do it at like the first comment. Should the very first hashtag. word should be a hashtag. 
No, 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 no. The first comment. Yeah, like, see, like, here's here's one oh. of my posts. So I did, here's my description of the picture. Why would then, I do that? Because then your description doesn't show the hashtag. But that might be bullshit. I don't know. I just, I tried it, and I don't think anything different happened. And a bunch of random creepy people right. said, hey, follow me for more followers. Right. That is the, you reported That them. is the problem with Instagram, is that it's mainly just people sending you, like, the okay emoji. But I... I find this weird love for trolling those people. I thought like you that, could get a rise out of these people, and you can't. No, because they're not real people. I think some of them are. Because like that one that posted, follow me for more that, followers. Yeah, and, that was fake. And I, I, post, I responded, or I replied to them, and I said, sorry, but I'm trying to cut back right now. Nothing. They didn't respond though. Did Nothing. They? So then I reported them and then deleted that. See, that's the part that sucks. Any sense <laughs> when we started using it more, or like it seems like we've had more trolls in the last month. Yeah, like last... just in general, like on our on our ten tens Instagram, on my Instagram, on your Instagram, Adam. It seems like we've had more traffic from trolls, yeah. and I thought for sure if you fucked with those people that they would, you'd get a rise out of one of like them. We did with that kid on Car Throttle, like. Oh, that guy a that couple hated ago. the drift fiat that was so angry about that? That guy? Somebody last week made a comment on that post. I saw that. And so I was scrolling through it trying to find it because Car Throttle doesn't put them chronologically. And and I saw the hate from that guy and, and giggled to myself. Is it still it. there? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they disabled it. The user account. is gone. Yeah, okay. But, but the, the comments, comments still are still there. Because it's hilarious. He, I didn't so even. So angry. He was, I can't remember what he said. But he was really, really pissed off, and he's I'm like, "I'm gonna screenshot it and share it." On you should Facebook. share it because it's really funny. Because it's so funny. And all I said to him is, "Is like, wait, it's gonna get worse or something like that." And he went off the fucking deep end. Well, like, and then I another insulted thing, his family there and was his that, children, and I don't know why this didn't dawn on us at the time. But as I'm going back through it and looking at those comments again, there was someone whose name was like Viper Fanatic or something like that, and his comment was simply no. I did. Yeah, I remember that. Why did it not dawn on us to troll him for the fact that Fiat owns his beloved car? Yeah, bow down, sir. Why were we not trolling his ass for that? Just FYI, Fiat still failed. Fiat's still making the one two four, and they're not making the Viper. So, <laughs> just saying, eat it, eat it. Anyway, anything else on? I don't know. Instagram I just, revolution. Uh, apparently, follow me on Instagram because I'm going to start you using should, it more often. It's at. Something. Adam N underscore nineteen eighty seven. If you want it? obscure weird shit, that's that's my new that's goal is to find obscure weird cars like Buick Riatas. The car's clean though. It's a good looking Buick Riata. I like Riatas. He doesn't. Nope. Robbie was like, "Oh, front wheel drive only, automatic. I'm out." <laughs> good, Robbie. We don't want you there anyway. I'm out. Hard pass. On that note, you should follow 1010's podcast at, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at the number 1010's podcast. And then you should also check out our YouTube channel where Robbie has many pictures of all the random bullshit that we talk about, like Buick Riatas. And we've got 1010spodcast.com, which has our store, um, has our blog posts, has our weekly episode updates. And what else? I always ask every week what else uh, as well. There's been a Music small resurgence in activity on the drive tribe so follow us on the drive tribe did you notice in your facebook bullshit feed in between some bullshit next to some other bullshit there's been sponsored drive tribe posts have you noticed this because i noticed it in the last week i don't know that i've seen those okay so i wonder if 
they're they're like this but I think isn't working out as well as we had hoped. There's been a lot of people who have been hitting that bump button, which is the same as a like. Oh, okay. I've get, been getting a lot of bumps lately. Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just let it happen. Take Robbie. that. Take just that let it will. happen, Rob. Snorting a lot of bumps. <laughs> yeah, got it. If that's the life you want to live, that's dude, weird. that's up to you. Got thirty six of them today. So what wow, that's I can't believe you're still alive. <laughs> to be honest, your heart should just explode. <laughs> uh, what else that's related to cars should we talk about, Ravi? Did you have a project update? Yeah, um, it's been a few weeks since we talked about it. So the engine is completely assembled. The intake is done. I had ordered. Well, I, I scoured the internet because I knew what I wanted my engine to look like, my engine bay to look like, and I don't want an aluminum pipe and I don't want a plastic pipe. So I found this website that sells carbon fiber in any way, shape, and form that you want it. So I have a one foot long by four inch diameter carbon fiber tube. That's, That's so awesome. That is my intake. It makes me so happy. So Look it, at his face. Got, yeah, is, have you ever seen him as happy it was, as he no. is right now? It was worth the $42 to it's get $42 it. It's $42 for a carbon fiber pipe? That's yeah. it? Did you snuggle with it that night? No, but I, look, I kept looking at it going, this is, this is worth it. This is neat. It's only $42 for you a know, carbon fiber pipe. It's really not that bad. That's no. not much at all. Why aren't we building more carbon fiber pipes? carbon fiber? I don't know. But I'm gonna go home and order some to change it up. But if everyone starts doing it now, it's because of me, and I'm not going to tell you what website I got. Trendsetter. But anyway, we'll so it just, just goes 90 degree, one foot of carbon fiber tube, mass airflow sensor, filter. And then there's like half Did an inch. Do you use a mushroom filter? No, I use the long one. You should get a mushroom filter because it's very JDM and confusing. Yeah. I, well, I've got a blue filter, but a lot of, of the... That's pretty, that's pretty yeah. But then I didn't know what else color to go with. I argued with myself for a long time because I don't think red filters look good. Aren't like 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 your valve covers red though? Mark. Yeah, but I think the filter looks bad. If it was red. I don't like red. Yeah, the rest of the engine looks good with red accents, but I don't like a red filter. But how do, I still, cars you have red, white, and blue. America. I still don't know if I like the blue filter, so I don't know. We're leaving it for now. But we tried to talk Robbie into hydro-dipping his intake manifold as, a, as an American flag, and he was not having it. No. So this is my call out to the fans. Mm-mm. Let Robbie know that you want to see his hydro-dipped American flag intake. That's not going to happen. Damn it. I would much rather piss off way more people by putting a Japanese flag on it would than be, popping that hood at good guys. It would be really, really funny. People, people would be like, oh, it's American. Oh, that motherfucker. You know what you should do is when you roll into a show, <laughs> instead of playing Teriyaki Boys, you should play Born in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe followed by Teriyaki Boys. We need boys. to get a dubstep remix I need, of I need to make a CD Born that, that goes like 50s, like, you know, is Beach Boys 50s or that newer than that? Like early Six, 60s. That'd be 60s, yeah. 60s and 50s, you know, like the typical American car show music, like the old school hot rock yeah, car show stuff. Yeah, the stuff that they, yeah. They play at Good Guys. Yep. And then every other song Get should Jester be like- a poodle skirt? Yeah. She might not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then go every other song be that and like dubstep. Just to mess with people. We're going to have to get a banging stereo. I got you. Okay. You can park next to me. With your bang. No, we're he doesn't. Put a bang and no, in the two forty. No, yeah, Robbie, you should. It should be the car that does all things. I don't want track it. days, no, no autocross. Subs. We'll make it removable. That's Man. that's what Scott and those guys used to do when they autocross because they were into the stereo scene. The box just came out. They just pulled the box out, disconnect it. Have, you, have you seen how Scott's small that got trunk like three hundred pounds of Dynamat in that Subaru? Oh, so much <laughs> Dynamat! That car is dead when you get in there. You're like ears are ringing because it's so quiet inside. That's awesome. You could do that, Robbie. No. 
I don't like You'll, that. All you need is a 10-inch sub, dude. Couldn't I just get one of those like base tubes so I could just set them no, in there? No, the, the tube thing. I hate the tube thing. don't work? There was a guy that I knew back in the day when I was doing stereo stuff that had an Eclipse that had built his box out of carbon fiber. I'm into that. Robbie, you need a carbon fiber box. We can make it remove. It's just it lays just like fiberglass. I know it does. It'd be very light. It'd be very light. No, because by the time you get enough resin in there for it not to flex, it really wouldn't be that much lighter than than fiberglass. Okay, never mind. Scratch it. It looks sick. But you could take it out. Yeah, we'll just make it removable. It'll be fine. I got enough removable stuff I gotta worry about. Like (laughs) bumpers and Everything else, Rabbit, you could be banging beats and drifting at the same time with your underglow. With Dude, your that underglow, is, that is the that, yeah. is, that is so underground. Need for Speed yeah. Underground too. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the look you should be going for. Anyways, so the engine bay is complete. All the fluids are purchased. The shifter is here. Guess what shift knob I got? Carbon American fiber. flag. No, it's a carbon fiber Michimoto. The eight ball. Nah, should have gotten an eight ball. Thought about you gonna put fuzzy dice in it. No. I don't even know. Like, why are you even building this car if you're not going to do all this cool shit? It's not any fun, is it? I know. I'm bored. Just like we just talked about. Keep it. I keep it at a, a constant five. <laughs> not ten. Not four. Robbie, what's the name of this constant podcast? Five. Is it it's five tenths? Five tenths? No, it's it is high. not. It's ten tenths, Robbie. There's fiat drifting. Anyways. There's fucking subs and underglow and shit. That's that's what this podcast is. Where's where's yours? In your cars. That's what I thought. What are we talking about? Nobody's got subs or he's the, He's the stereo guy, though. So where are they? I don't have any place to put any of it. Okay. No subs. Just racing. Okay, fine. What else you got? Uh, so all of the parts are here. Um, the ECU will be here Monday. So this weekend, my plan is to have all the fluids in and hopefully at least see if I can start it on Monday. We're close. Real close. Oh, buddy. I'm way ahead of schedule. It's supposed to be like 60s. That'd Next be nice. week. That'd be nice. You could actually drive it to work one day if you wanted to. I have a lot of stuff that I got to wrap up before I actually take it anywhere. So I'm, I'm assuming something's going to be not bolted down right, so it's going to leak somewhere. I have to fi- fix that. Um, I don't have the quick attachments to complete on the bumper. I have the bracket made. You don't need those, though. Just you don't need to, a just bumper. Run the bumper run without the bumper. Yeah. I could do that. That'd be easy enough. Because I, 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 I don't think I've even talked about this. But I fabricated a bunch of brack. The brack. I have talked about that. Okay. Yeah. So I got that done. Everything's painted in the car. Did you get your rubber band things? I haven't put those on yet. I was going to wait for your my hair body. ties. Yeah, I was waiting for Josh. Do you have them? That. Yeah, they're here. Sweet. So the bumper's on. It's just waiting for the hair ties to hold it on to the fender. And then, uh, then it's just odds and ends to get it done. Everything should be here done Monday. So you might actually be able to race in March if there's no snow on the ground. Maybe. Yeah. Damn. My goal was April, and we're halfway through February. Are your slicks still good? Or did they sit in the garage all winter? No, they sat in the uh, heated uh Oh, they're in the furnace, furnace room. room. They're in the furnace room, that's right. Yep. In a bag. Yep. You have to keep all the smell out of my house. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't pull rubber smell into your entire house. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds, that's, that sounds great. He has a live-in girlfriend, though, and they tend to frown well, on she them. Well, to learn. I had, the, I had them in the spare bedroom, and that lasted all of 20 minutes because it stunk up their whole room. Well, I'm sure it did. The word stunk up is not the words I would use. It's made my simulator smell authentic. (laughs) It's part of the racing simulator experience. Smells, noises. He's got a a fan blowing in his face. He's wearing his racing helmet. He's got some brake dust that he scraped off a wheel. He throws in his face. (laughs) Like, ah, it's the whole experience. I don't wear my helmet, but I do wear shoes. Well, yeah. I have to. So So anyway, getting real close. We are close. I'm excited. Are you still pulling the girlfriend card, or are you getting there? Yeah, no, it's not happening. 
I bumped it off the key, but that's that's as far as I've gotten with it. That had to feel good, though. Yes, but there's still so many things to do. <laughs> so I'm not that, like, I'm not jumping. Fuck yeah! It's, you know, it's like, yeah, there could still be a lot of shit that's broken. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh, optimistically, I could find out if something's totally screwed up on Monday. Yep. But at least you know your wiring was at least semi-correct. Yes, and the fuel pump ran. And the key will work. The fuel pump ran when the key was turned. The key that, because you were worried about your key not working. Yep. And it apparently will. It, yep. So It's going to work. That's a lot of maybes off the box. Right? Yeah. Right? Just, and a lot of the stuff that's left is really part of the uh, Trans Am harness. You know what I mean? Like, so a lot of the very electrical variables should be left to the Trans Am harness, which hasn't changed. It's It should all be encapsulated in that harness. So that stuff's good. It's got to feel good, though. It does. I'm not quite... I think part of the issue, too, is, like, I have a running car, so it's, like, I'm not like Robbie, who didn't have a running car last year, and he's like, fuck this shit! And it's like, yeah, we'll not done. go another year. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fully prepared to not take that car to, like, the first two or three events. Or have it not be ready to take to the first two or three events, at least. Planning on taking the Fiat, so... So... People are starting to get their tax returns back, so I'm going to list all of my old, all of my stereo equipment again, because this is when all those people have expendable income. Yeah, hoping to move some of that. I'm also going to put my slicks up for sale. I'm hoping to be able to buy a set of 15s and just get have some a wheels. set of wheels this year. I'm going to put the slicks up for sale after I get. I figure out what my tax return is going to be and how much of it I get to spend and see if I can sell any of that stereo equipment because that's still the cheaper route to being able to race this year, but it's not the route I would like to take. I so get that's it. my plan right now. Nice. Got a plan, though. I'm going to get the Omni running. Yep, do some I just don't know how it's go- what, what it's going to be on, but I'm just hoping I just have street tires. I don't care if I'm two seconds slower and Chaz beats me with his Ecotech swap Miata on ridiculously wide rubber. I'd, it's whatever. Next year, though, eventually you can go back to, yeah, I mean, to slicks. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm going to go. I'm going to keep the 13s I have. I'm just going to sell the slicks. Right. But you're you're doing what you originally said you were going to do, which was get a set of street wheels with some street tires so you can enjoy the car more. Yeah, because I want to be able to. Not to, using it at all. I want to be able to, like, take it to cars and coffees and uh, drive it places and have fun with it on top of the occasional races that it actually makes to it. And I can't do that right now without it looking terrible with those terrible basket weaves I have. Right. Because they are shot. Does so. it? Does the back seat fit with the Cajun? Yeah, the back seat was in the car when I got oh, it. Oh, so you could put the back seat back in. You could really make it a family affair then if you really wanted to. I don't know that I could fit <laughs> God, you couldn't is, get the car seat in there. This is a there, weird conversation. I'm not sure that I can fit the car seat in around the roll cage. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> is it, yeah, there'd probably be somebody that's, that's not there's safe. A, there's a crossbar behind the the. So you couldn't even bring it in. Seats. You couldn't even bring it in from the back. Or well, from, I, I might be able to bring it in from the back, but I'm not sure it'll fit between the crossbar. Oh. The front and the back of the back seat on the back. I got you. So yeah, that's probably not going to work. So, but it's it's angled from the top on one side to the bottom on the other. It's at the top of the roll cage on the driver's side. Yep. So I kind of wonder if I put in the seat behind his car seat behind me, if it would fit. I don't know. 
We're going to find out. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Except you've got that giant Sparco car seat. Like, you have, those things are huge. Recaro. Recaro. They make a Sparco car seat? I think so. They don't anymore. Oh, okay. But it's, it's, and it's, it's been long enough discontinued that you can't legally have one. Is that a thing? Yeah, they have a, they have like a, I don't, I think it's four years. Seriously? You yes. can't have a four year old or older, no. or a five year old car no, seat. They have an expiration date. For real. 100% serious. Just like racing seats. What man. happens? Yeah, but we're not, it's not catching on fire. No, they immediately just crumble to pieces. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what's, what happens. So I know crash tests and stuff change, crash standards change, but what's their four years though? My, well, I can run a 10 year old helmet at a racetrack. I don't have a good answer for you. Okay. It sounds like a money grab to me. It probably is. Okay. But the government's in on it, so. Yeah, well, we won't go there. <laughs> it's not safe territory for He's this show. He's about grown out of the Recaro he has. Really? Yeah. Then what do you do? You can buy another one, and it looks way more like a racing seat. That sounds like a money grab. And then it's also, well, no, because you, you can't, everybody has to buy two. You end up having to have at least two car seats when you have a child. Because you okay. have the small one when he's an infant. Yep. And then as they grow towards like late infant into early toddler, okay. there's a second seat. That will go with them up to like 40 pounds or something like that. Okay. So that one, that one you're good with for like two or three years probably. Okay. And that one looks a lot more like a racing seat. I can get it red and black, which I'm fucking pumped about. It looks like a race car seat. Huh. All these things I don't know because I've not had kids. These are I things know. I've learned in the I know. last <laughs> 11 months. Fair enough. 11 months yesterday. Crazy. Coming up on one year. Almost a birthday. That was, I remember, yeah, it was right right near the beginning of the podcast that we posted. Episode 9. Episode 9. Yeah, it was pretty early on. Crazy. Time flies. My son was still in the hospital, and I left to come to Robbie's house to record an episode with Josh. That's right. That was the Josh episode, wasn't it? Yep. Josh fed us. Yep. Fair enough. Anything else on the Omni? No. Should we move on? Let's do it. I have all this paperwork here like I'm extremely professional. He's, but got, a, he's got a badge that says media on it. I do. I have. So I went to Chicago Auto Show, which... People that follow us on our social media have seen that. Uh, I was credentialed, so I have a lanyard. with Business a, casual? Yeah, and it says Michael Beck, 1010's podcast, media, CAS 17. Um, so yeah, this is the first year I would have gone as credentialed media. I may have been able to go last year, but who knows? I didn't know for sure. But uh, it was a very different experience than going as just a spectator. Better or worse? Oh, so much better. So much better. <laughs> you don't say. So the cool thing is, like, you show up, and you've got your own media suite. So there's, like, the suite, and it's full of computers, and we've got Wi-Fi, and we've got desks, and we can work in there. We can do whatever we want. And then there's a craft services table. And for those that aren't in, like, the – that's kind of more show busy, but it's basically a table that's got, you know, soda and coffee and water, bottled water, and – They'll bring in food occasionally and stuff like that. They kind of change shrimp stuff. Cocktail. Up. Yeah, not that crazy. Cold but shrimp. It's that I, that same idea. Um, so you go in there, you get all your media credentials, you sign in, you do all that stuff, and then you go down to the show floor. And the show floor is, I think they said this year it's 1.1 million square feet. So big. So it's you're crazy. at McCormick Place in Chicago, and they've got 1.1 million square feet of cars, and everybody's got their displays. You know, all the major manufacturers, even up to like Maserati and Alfa Romeo, um, Jaguar, you know, that level of, you know, kind of that 
you're not really getting into supercars. Like Porsche is probably as high as you go, but <clears throat> there's a, all the other manufacturers kind of below them as far as price point. They have a display there, and you're in there with maybe a thousand people. So you're sharing 1.1 million square feet yeah. with a thousand people. At first, you think a thousand—that's a lot of people. But they're like, "Oh wait, he said a million square feet." Okay, that I can work my head around. Yeah, so I'm in the Subaru booth, which might be ten or twelve thousand square feet, and it's me and like three other people, and two of them you came with, right? So you can—I mean, you're allowed to go in there and and touch shit and ask questions and like you get, know, get in the cars get in the, the cars house. which you can do during the show too but it's sometimes there's a line like if it's a really popular car there might actually Especially be a the line. Subaru booth right to get into the outback yeah exactly and so <laughs> but in this case you can go up you can touch things if you you know some of the some of the people there to help you are more helpful than others I found out that some of the people that do like the I don't even know what you'd call them they're like the assistants there that help if you have questions you can ask them some of these people are actually like actors. Really? Yeah, and it's like a it's kind of like an acting gig for them. So they're so, given some information to memorize and they just kind of regurgitate it as people ask questions. And they're meant to look good, you know, you well, want We kind of talked about that last year with the the alpha girls. Yeah, they're for sure like models. They're right. paid models, but even like I was talking to a guy at GM and I was like, "So what do you I mean, what do you do, you do this all the time or like there's not, you know, 12 months worth of auto shows a year where you could do this full time?" He's like, no, he said, I do this part of the year, and then the rest of the time, I'm a TV actor. And I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Just like a double or what? No, he's he was on, um, I can't remember what channel he was on. He was on one of the, like, the Spanish-speaking channels. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's... he's a soap opera or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's an actor, apparently. Like, okay, fair enough. But, Did you get his autograph? No, I don't think he's that famous. for sure. I don't think he's that famous, but he's a nice guy. Should have traded autogra- autographs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I might have been more famous than he was. <laughs> but uh full of ourselves yeah not at all but uh yeah so it was it was cool i got to hang out around the cars more and touch stuff more and like we got to like be around the viper more than we probably would have so this mercedes-benz thing that you did which looked like the single sketchiest thing i've ever the seen the mercedes g55 <clears throat> the g-wagon basically yeah so we're looking at so typically every time we've gone to this auto show I got to give Dodge credit and Jeep credit because they bring the biggest displays and they have like their off-road course for the Jeeps. They had a like a launch thing for the Hellcat. Yep. Yeah, we did that too. Th- this That was the other nice thing about this is we could actually do all the stuff that there's usually like literally an hour-long line for to ride around in the cars. We could actually do all that stuff this year. And I was going to see if I had a map here. But if you look, like... And nobody can see this, but I'm just just for you guys. <laughs> for anyway, everybody at look home. at this is this is Jeep and Ram. This whole area is Jeep and Ram. So that's probably like for people who can't see that. That's like a quarter of this oh, no, of sorry. that one side. Yeah. So it's probably like it might be a hundred thousand square feet. It might be one hundred fifty thousand square feet, and that's just for FCA vehicles. And so they'll bring in test courses and stuff like that. So Jeep has always had an off road test course where you kind of go up a hill, go down a hill, you drive over some fence post basically and then you drive over some shit that looks like rocks and then you know and you come back to the start so mercedes with the g-wagon decided yeah okay that's nice and everything and it's not very impressive really because you're not really doing much there's no risk going two miles an hour they built this fucking pyramid (laughs) dude it's the straight sketchiest thing i've ever seen Built a fucking pyramid we're okay so we're looking i'm looking at this and i was like that's got to be like 45 degrees up 
So basically, we get in the G-Wagon, and I can't remember what he said exactly. I think the first incline was 36 degrees, and then the next one was 42 or something like that. But it's basically just this metal pyramid, and you drive up the first incline at 36, and then you kind of level off, and then you've got a second one that's 42 degrees or 45 degrees, whatever it was on the video, and then you climb up onto this platform, and then all of a sudden this platform has a motor in it, and it starts tipping forward. So you're like, okay, we're leveling out, we're leveling out, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, we're going to 42 degrees the other direction, facing down, and you just stop there, facing downward at 42 degrees, and we had to have been, let me think here for a second, we had to have been uh, 30 feet in the air. Oh, yeah. 35 feet in the air. Oh, yeah. Facing down at 42 degrees, the seatbelt's locked up, obviously, and you're hanging on the seatbelt, and you're like, this is fucking so sketchy. <laughs> and then you go back down that same same kind of thing. But So for those who haven't seen it, it is on, uh, he live streamed it, it is on the Facebook page. So you can watch the video. And The so, guy's talking and talking about the car and talking about the incline and all that stuff. Anybody so. who's in construction will understand this. When you're like climbing around on scaffolding, it's like making noise and kind of swaying back and forth. And when I'm watching the video, I can hear the same like clang, clang, click, creak, clack, creak, yeah. clackety, clack noise that scaffolding makes, except you're driving like a three-ton G-Wagon on it. Yep. I don't know that I could have done it. Here's the crazy thing is they're going to do that all f- for a week and a half, almost two weeks. They had three G-Wagons there. One of them was just sitting there. I assume that was the backup G-Wagon. They're going to drive those two fucking G-Wagons up and down that thing for almost two weeks. Well, then I assume they're going to the take part. it all to like the New York Auto Show, the Detroit yeah, Auto Show. Yeah, and they're going to do this all shit there. Again. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's quite the deal, though. Like I, It's I an impressive display. I would have been kind of scared of it. Well, Bill, Bill, the buddy that was with me, I took Bill and Scott with me. Bill would not go on it. Like we were getting ready to get in I'm line because there was one. no line. And there's, like the, <laughs> there's like two like people. Second in right? in there's line. like two people in front of us, and like Bill was convinced. He's like, "Oh, okay, whatever, cool." And he, he gets in line, and then he sees the first guy go up, <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm thinking I'm good. I'm going to take a pass on this." It's like being at the amusement park on a Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we did so go the ahead, Hellcat sorry. thing. Yeah. Stupid. Uh. Well. So. I think there was, I don't know if there was a Hellcat. There was two 392s, I think. Is that what they were? It yeah. looked like, I don't know, I think Autoblog streamed it. It looked like a 60-foot launch and then hard yeah, on the brakes. it's kind of lame. Though, there was one guy there that was getting after it really hard in the other 392. I was not in that one. That figures. I had a very nice woman. She was very nice and cordial and so on and so forth. But she kind of like <laughs> got back out of it and then got back in it again because I'm sure she felt the tire slip and then didn't. I was like, but it's... Stay in it. Like, it's a 382. They had to uh, out things. Well, they had a uh, um, like grip tape. It looked like grip tape on the ground where they were launching them. So, but it's a lot of power to put through the rear, rear wheels. But yeah, so she got back out of us. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a novelty. The other guy would have been more. Could you imagine on a polished floor of, of a place like that? It'd be like an ice rink. You trying, just to launch, exactly. trying to launch a, a 392 Dodge Charger. You, you wouldn't on. launch, you'd just spin. Exactly. Which is perfectly acceptable. They should have just put wheel chocks in there and done burnouts. That would have, much that would have been more appropriate for Dodge. America. Giant burnout machine. You just watch the shaker hood do this while you're bouncing off the rev limiter? It might have been a little smoky in there, though. It would have been hard to see after a while. They got really good ventilation in there, don't they? Yeah, probably. Should Next year, I'll let them know. I'll talk to me and Ralph now. We're, we're real oh, tight. <laughs> so I did, do, I did do a couple of... Um, like more scheduled events because throughout the day they have scheduled events for media. 
So you can go to Toyota or you can go to Hyundai or whatever, and they'll have like an unveiling, which is totally lame at the Chicago Auto Show because nothing really comes out at Chicago. It's kind of the consumer auto show. So it's stuff that they've basically displayed already and you know but they still do like an unveiling like this is a limited edition color and we got a sheet and we cover the thing with it and all the press are standing around and we're kind of like yeah no we're not gonna do cool that. prius bro yeah exactly so i did go to the breakfast with ralph giles or gills or however you say it what was the breakfast uh it was it was the full deal it was like eggs and bacon are you and, yeah, kidding me? sausage are you serious fruit coffee really? milk juice yeah it was the whole deal oh my god that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> oh that's super funny to me it was the whole deal so they give the, there was a little like automotive association that was hosting him so they gave a little presentation and then he spoke about his he's the head designer for i think FCA now so he is their head of design for FCA and uh, he spoke about his experience and where he sees the industry going. And I don't really have any good things to say about that. About where it's going? Right. No, it's super disappointing. I will say, I will say, which nobody has covered. You want to hashtag real journalism. This is hashtag real journalist right here. He did allude to like very quickly. It was like, bam, bam. He did say there may be, they may bring the Fiat. Um, what's it called? Oh shit. The, the, pick- the pickup, the Fiat pickup. Oh, the pickup. They may bring it here. What was that called? It was kind of cool looking. Isn't, yeah, the Fiat it, Toro. Fiat Toro. Toro. They may bring the Toro here as probably something else. Not probably to be like, confused with Turo. No. T-O-R-O. The bull. The bull. Yes, the bull. They is may that, bring, is that how you spell Toro? I don't know. Yeah. Is there two R's in that? I don't know. Or is no. that T-U-R-O? No, that's Turo. T-O-R-O. T-R-O. Okay, it's anyway. Just one R, I'm pretty sure. This is the Fiat we're talking about. They may, they'll probably bring it as like a Dakota or something. Like, he didn't say that, but I would imagine they'd probably bring it as a Ram of some kind. Yeah, I can't imagine a Fiat-branded truck would do well in America. No, but I think a little, like an actual smaller pickup, as opposed to the Colorado. I'm all about it. That's a 7.8 size Because it is small. It is small. It is more, like, 5.8 sized. And you'd probably get, like, a turbo four-cylinder, which yeah. would be a good option for a little pickup. Yeah. Sounds like a lot a of fun. A 1.6 liter multi-air? Yep. Just a little. It's just for puttering around town and taking your toolbox with you what do you you know what are you trying what, to do what, with what it? more do you need it's like the little mazda b series pickups that they made you it's know like my s10 it's like your s10 those are the pickups we need yes i agree so he did say they may bring that here but it was like really fast and i don't you think you're first people and i don't think anybody caught it but he showed a picture of it and he said we may be doing something like this and then he moved on to the next thing like it was that fast but so he went on and on about um the future of automotive technology and of course nowadays it's not about how much horsepower can we get out of shit even though that seems to be a dodge's thing all it's about it's what it should well there's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek going on where they're kind of (laughs) like connectivity and eco and ride sharing and it's like 700 horsepower we're trying to put 900 horsepower yeah there's there's some of that too where they they don't say that because it's probably not very it's probably not strictly pc anymore to be like, we're just going to make something that makes a billion horsepower. It's puts on a better front from a marketing perspective to most people to say, we're having focus groups and we're going to, you're not even going to own your car anymore. So you, it, it's so expensive. You won't have to do that anymore. And you know, you'll be able to talk to people through your car and Wi-Fi and Instagram and Facebook. You know, they want that stuff is more interesting to most people. Cause that's safe. Right. Being able to post to Instagram <laughs> for my automobile. But the real bummer that he was talking about 
is they have this concept that they came up with. It's called the portal. And the interesting thing is it's, you know, the game portal. Yeah, I know the game. It kind of looks like that. It's one of my favorite games. And I've got a picture of it, and I think I shared it with you guys, but I can share it yeah. again so you guys can share it. But it's, and it's, it's a real concept. He said it wasn't there because it was, maybe it was in China. Like it was someplace else. But it's, it's a thing. It, they made it. And it kind of looks like the portal from the perspective of like it's got this ring of light around the doors. And you can change that light to be what you want it to be. Like if you're a FedEx driver, you could change it to orange and purple or whatever their colors are. It's, it's, under, it's factory underglow. They and, always they're always ten years behind the aftermarket. Yes, they're always five to ten years behind the aftermarket. So, so the, what, what does this portal do? It's well. So first of all, I want to say it was it wasn't designed by Ralph. It was designed by their I swear to God in quotes <sighs> millennial design team. God, Which that means hurt, that hurts I know. Me so bad. To hear. So many hipster things. I know. So basically, they went down to their nearest independently owned coffee shop and found some at, guys. At the nearest art college. They f- right. And they found some guys that were working on their memoirs on their MacBook, and they grabbed those guys and, and women. <laughs> and they, working on their <laughs> memoirs? They're 20. That's, that's what people do. That's, they're, they're writing their novel, and they grabbed those people, and they brought them into the design thing, and they're like, make a car based on what millennials want. And they want glowy shit around the doors they want doors that open like outward you know what i mean like slide outward that. that's what millennials want sounds expensive they want autonomy and they I want, want that. connectivity i don't want that and they don't and it looks like a fucking minivan i don't want that either <laughs> that's what am i a millennial i, I still yeah, try to think figure by definition i think we are i mean we don't believe any of the same crap that's what i like like by definition age cutoff yeah I'm am i sure. a millennial I'm fairly certain. you got it there Robbie. Stop search millennial bitch. Something. See what. Careful. Age. Search. You're gonna get a lot of like mustache cream and stuff like that. But just, just see what you come up with there. Just millennial in general. Millennial ages. Age loafers. Cheetos. Birth birth years. Uh, It's uh, 18 to 34. Damn. So you're in there. Son of a bitch. But this is this is the future of automotive shit is connectivity and not driving your car and having weird lights on the outside of it and driving around in the thing that looks like a minivan and not owning it. What do the lights do? You change them for things. It's like a mood ring, Robbie. Yeah, so if you're if okay, you're so happy, the only you make thing it blue, the only thing you're I can pissed off, you make it red. The only thing that makes sense to me is that the light like if you're a commercial vehicle or you're an Uber, yeah, you could change it like I'm Ubering or whatever. Yeah, I get that. Okay. But that you can't really sell it to the, the masses. Well, that's well, what the, I do with ride it. Robbie, sharing, though, Robbie. You millennial people. You don't you, own your car. You people. We own your car. You people. Ugh. You millennial people. That's what you guys want, apparently. Because that's what they told Fiat, and they made a thing that looks like a minivan. That's I'm awful. just telling you what Ralph told me. I. That's all I'm saying. I, Did he kind of? I like Ralph, but I think he's wrong. I hope he's wrong. But I... Right? But the thing I'm afraid of is that he's probably not. I know. It is the future. Because Dan, a man, because I, I can't pronounce anybody's names. I shouldn't be allowed to report on anything. It's <laughs> A-M-M-A-N-N, which to me looks like a man. He's or maybe Dan a man? A man? It's, it looks like <laughs> Dan a man, and he's <laughs> a man. His this, parents, he must hate his parents. His nickname has to be Dan the Man. The Man, which is a good nickname, I will admit. President of GM, we had lunch with him. Of course you did. And you so sat on, on his right, did you? No, no. I just <laughs> not saying that. Grab just, a burger. No, a burger. Not with Dan. Caviar. Not with, not with the man. Were you having horse divorce or what? <laughs> horse divorce. <laughs> there were no hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> hors d'oeuvres, Robbie. 
<laughs> he got it so wrong. I had no idea what he was talking about. Had, That's what it looks like. He said horse divorce, and I'm like, That's what it, it looks like. Horse nope. divorce. It's horse divorce. <laughs> All right, bring it down to Adam's level, Robbie. <laughs> All right. So Dan, a man, he talked about the same shit. So apparently, GM's got this company called Maven, which none of us have heard of. Yep, that's true. They have a car sharing service. That's too bad. This this I'm is all we out. talked about. I'm this is out. all we talked about. There's a car sharing service called Maven. Basically how it works is GM owns the vehicles or Maven owns the vehicles and GM owns Maven and they park them in a parking garage and then you get on your app, your Maven app and you say I want a car and you can scroll through and see what's nearby and you can select it and then you go to the car and I assume you unlock it with Bluetooth. Because there's no key, like that's so. Yes, I, here's my problem with this. Okay, I'm just telling you what I what I heard. I live, I'm just telling you. I live in Nevada, Iowa. Okay, there are less than five thousand people in Nevada, Iowa. Yep. Is GM or Maven gonna build a fucking parking garage in Nevada? No. No, I think this is New York and L.A. and right. I think that their solution is so that big cities are less crowded. I personally I don't hate this this idea cuz you're still driving the car and it's still you just you don't own the car you're just renting I've, it. This also seems like a bad business decision for an auto manufacturer. That's the thing that nobody wants to talk about that I also wanted to talk about because if you if you're offering a solution where people don't have to own their car they can share it and like you're going to sell less cars. You're going to sell less cars. But Basically no, what they're doing is they're ensuring that they won't be able to continue to grow in the future. Yes, they may. So they are going to downsize. I don't want to say that they should be doing everything they can to prevent ride sharing from being a thing. But people want it, though. They've introduced it now. People now think people they want, want it. it. I'm not convinced that they do. People in New York that can't afford to park a car because it costs a thousand dollars a month want yeah. ride sharing. That those are the people that want ride sharing. And for those people, I think it's it's perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with that. And if it means that there's less congestion or whatever. Okay, that's. I think that that's a good thing. But the thing that nobody wants to talk about, none of these auto executives wants to talk about, is they're gonna have to fire people. I mean, you can. So as as you move towards more technology and more, um, more intelligent vehicles and connectivity and all that shit, they want to talk about. I will give you that you're gonna need more programmers and you're you're gonna need more engineers. But programmers and engineers. In a company like that, and I'm just making up a number, make up five percent, ten percent of the people you actually employ. Currently, yeah, and I'm just making up a number. Right, I'm just, yeah. it's not. Yeah, no, I was asking if you're talking today. Yeah, or today, today, fifty years from now, and maybe that's a sm- unfairly small number. But it's think about all the people that. I work. bet there's probably a large number of engineers than there are programmers. True. Yep. And, I bet and, it's more than ten percent as engineers. And so, but those people, yeah, maybe not. Those people are those people's jobs will be secured to some extent. But the people that make the vehicles, if you go from making, you know, a million cars a year to now you're doing ride sharing, so you're only selling like 500,000 cars a year because you're not... You cut half your production. Yeah. Which means you cut half your workers. Right. And you cut them at the bottom. You cut the people that are working on the line that are making less. Well, you don't need them anymore. Right, exactly. I mean... And those those people, those people are, will at some point, those people, like if we want to categorize people as blue collar, and I don't mean that disrespectfully because I work, I'm a white collar worker, but I work in a blue collar environment. My dad's I'm an electrician. And, blue collar right. So I don't, I don't mean myself. anything negative about this because I have a lot of admiration for these people, but you can't go out and get a job driving a 
truck anymore or driving a taxi because driving it's all a semi, automatic because it's all going to be automate automated. So these are the discussions that aren't happening, and the, and then the other discussion behind that is if you have if everything's automated or autonomous or however you want to say that, you also can't write traffic citations. So now you're not going to need all the traffic police, and you're not going to need, you know, and, and speed cameras, and the companies that get employed doing that stuff. We've got a huge gulf of people that won't have jobs. It's a, but nobody wants to touch that. They get next to it, they get like tangent to the subject, and then the subject gets changed. And it happened. It happened. The Ralph conference. There was less like Q and A. The kind of like you could go and talk to him afterwards, but there was a line, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. With Dan, they did like a Q and A session, but it was it was pre scripted to some extent. Like they had screened out the hard. They had ones. screened, yeah, <laughs> the real like curveballs they had taken out. They had tried to get a couple in there, but he just he's like, man, I'm not going to answer that. But so they didn't dig into that question. He kind of asked it, and then Dan side stepped it. it. Yep. But it's a real concern. It's, it's something that needs to be taken into account. I mean, you got to think about it. Right. But the thing is, these guys, maybe not Ralph, but Dan, who's the president of GM, he knows. He know, He's not stupid. Oh, he's he pays to. people to know this information and do forecasts. If I we mean, three can sit here on your couch and figure that out on our own. he's got. He knows. He knows oh, the future. Yeah. He's got a forecast that shows 10 years from now how many cars GM's going to sell and to who. So, But they don't want to answer those questions. It's just something to keep in mind. I don't have a solution for that, but it's just something I want to point out. I will say, Dan, the man, he is the man because he, when he was asked what um, what vehicle he drives, he drives a ZL1, quote, with snow tires. I like that guy. Because they asked like him, because they're like, wait a minute, you drive a ZL1 in Detroit? And he's like, yep, drive it year-round to put snow tires on it. Blizzaks. Hell yeah. I like that guy. <laughs> also... The guy asked, "You need that torque to get out of the snow." Absolutely, it just makes yeah, it sense. makes it makes perfect it's, sense. There's no reason not purely to. Purely logical. They also asked him, uh, "What is your answer to the Ford GT?" And I have a quote by Dan the Man because <laughs> I remembered it. Right, because it's that good. Right, I wrote it down. He said something to the effect of, "Let's see, what did he say here?" Uh, that that was a question that he cannot answer, and that's all he said. Neat. <laughs> Read between the lines. Yep. That means we've got something. You just you keep can't know yet. on. Yep. It's coming. Hold yep. on to your butts. Yep, exactly. It's going to be a mid-engine Corvette. But see, here's the thing: like these these guys, and I think you know, you said Ralph races, right? Yeah, he he's got an ACR. He's we talked about him in a previous show. <laughs> I mean, these guys get it, but you have to put on this front of bullshit. I've always kind of wondered want. that. Like, how many auto executives just hate the where where the industry is going, but know that they don't really, they can't do anything about it, so you just have to go along with it. And the guy asked Dan, he's like, so, you know, what what is the future of, like, performance automobiles? And he said, we still sell Corvettes. We still sell ZL1 Camaros. Yeah, they do today. That doesn't mean they're going to five years from now. But I think he's hinting at they want to hold fast on that for as long as they can. Until, until regulators... Them, yeah, they'll sell them until they can't. Right, until them. regulators say, you guys are done. I mean, I don't, I don't want to tailspin off into too much here, but I don't remember who said it. I was listening to a show. They said something about when autonomy becomes the norm, what what is the, what is the draw for manufacturers to go to auto racing? That's, yeah. 
That's an interesting question. Because it's not nearly as prevalent as it was back in the day, the uh, race on Sunday, sell on Monday, but it still is somewhat holds true. The technology trickles down. That, and it creates a brand interest. You know, as a five-year-old boy, you you get a brand loyalty because you saw that car doing something incredible on a racetrack. Sure. But what's it matter if you're not driving it anyway? So it, it's kind of scary to think about where... Uh, How much trickle-down technology you're going to get from road racing for an to, autonomous to car? an autonomous car. Well, that and like... What's the point in 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 selling it when nobody's driving the car anyway? So that connection to the car that you get from racing isn't going to be there. So right. it's not like marketing worth it. Right. I That's agree. scary. Yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty. And these and like I said, these guys know. These guys know where the company's headed. They're just not sharing it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my downer. Chicago Auto Show. There was some cool shit there, though. Let's, oh, let's pick it up real quick before we drop off entirely here. Okay. You had a revelation about the Aston from last week oh, to this week. The DB11 is gorgeous. Turns out. Yep. I sat in one. I got to touch it. The engine bay was up. The picture you sent of the interior is insane. Stunning. I've always thought Aston Martins had just the best interior. I remember I, when, I, I remember seeing the DBS interior for the first time like on, like when it was on James Bond or whatever the hell James Bond movie, movie One of them. I remember... When they all those pictures came out, like there was wallpapers and all sorts of stuff, and they had the pic- shot of the interior. And it's just, it's, it's all ha- it, like you know it's yeah. handcrafted, but like yep. you don't really realize it until you see it. Yep, what handcrafted really means. Yep, and the insanity behind it. Yes, and I said the DB11 wasn't that good looking. It doesn't photograph well apparently because in person it is like breathtakingly awesome and beautiful and just yeah, it's good. Now so I want to see one. Everybody that's been like, eh, a little funky looking like I was, I saw it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Man. It's very cool. It's too bad yeah. there's probably never going to be one in Des Moines, so it's unlikely I'll see one anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, probably true. But there's like little attention to detail, like random shit. For instance, the windows, the driver's window, we noticed has a notch running through the top of it where the seal is. Okay. So that it, basically when that window goes up, the seal's going to go down inside of that notch and create a tighter seal or there's more surface area to seal there because it's a 200 mile an hour car yeah just little shit like that the i mean you don't you're never gonna you're not gonna find that in an auto blog post i mean you just don't see that shit until you experience it in person so cool the other thing i noticed and it's in the pictures and nobody's picked up on it yet did you see the picture of the nurburgring in the in that little cubby tray did you see that I didn't look that close. So you should go back through the, the roll and find there's a picture of the Nürburgring in, it's like a little uh, pocket in one of the driver's door, or it's in the passenger door, actually, of one of the cars that we were looking at. Do you have any guesses where the Nürburgring driver's door pocket thingy came from? What car it came out of? Any guesses? Uh, any guesses? The Julia. It's not in the Julia. That yeah, would have been a really good a guess. guess. It's a good guess. I'll give Adam one. The Grand Sport. Like, no. It's in the Viper 128. I was, I was just going to say it's that. It's in the Viper. They're going back. They're Think gonna, about it. Think gonna, about it. They're going to get oh, that record. You can't find it, can you? No, I was scrolling through the one you just posted last it's night, in the, and it's then in the I realized first I was not in the right one. Yep. There's a, there's a little Easter egg of the Nürburgring in the Viper. 
Oh, man. Yep. Oh, there's one one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Okay. This Maserati SUV. Yeah. I kind of like it. He said, so I talked to the Maserati guy. He's probably the nicest guy that I talked to all weekend. He said that um, they're sold out. The Levante. He said I didn't even know out. they were making one. I know. He said they're sold out already. And for they're the already sold out. Yep. He said it was stupidly popular. Why'd you take a picture of these baristas? Because when you're <laughs> on media day, uh, Mazda and Volvo brought in baristas for us to have espresso. Holy crap, that Nürburgring thing is super obscure. Yeah, it's hard to spot, isn't it? I would never have saw that had I been there. Yep. Damn. I don't think anybody's seen that. That's cool. Yeah. Hint, Look hint. at you. And that's the 128 edition. I don't know. And that's for the Laguna Seca. And I looked at. I mean, look at it again. It's not Laguna Seca, right? It's got. It's got to be the Nurburgring. It has to be. Ah, damn it! I just closed it out of it. Hold, please. But I don't think anybody anybody else has made any mention of that. Maybe I'm wrong, but not that I've seen. That is not Laguna Seca. It's it's the Nurburgring. That is has the Nurburgring. Yeah. Hint, hint. Huh. They're just saying on the Laguna Seca edition. Nurburgring. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? There's got to be something in the works. I feel like we need to write an article about this or something. I want to bring more attention to this. Okay, well, we'll figure something out. We should post that on Jalopnik or something. Ooh. Yeah, see if we can get it shared. Ooh, they would run with it. By the way, Robbie, that Raptor SUV or Raptor F-150, I know that's not the one that you want. Yes. It's $102,000. It's only money. And is the most it's vulgar. Only, it's, it's the only, most but that's vulgar. That's only forty grand more than than a, a regular fully optioned regular Raptor. Yeah, I know. Because they have the regular truck price and the package price together was one hundred and two thousand dollars. It's Jeez. only money. They make more of it every and day. And it's so vulgar. And that stupid that picture of the the badge that I took. What the badge? Sorry, <laughs> I heard badge. Sorry, as well. <laughs> not that picture. Whoa. I'll share those pictures later. The picture of the badge. <laughs> oh my that's God. the center console. That stupid badge thing is where your arm goes. Your elbows on Ow, it. All day where long. your fucking arm sits. That's, I'm like, what? Sounds terrible. You pay hundred and two thousand dollars, and there's a piece of metal where I want to put my arm. I like Robbie's response to me sending him the picture of the of the build sheet for that Raptor at the local Ford dealer. I would be single tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So Adam sends me a picture of the uh, the price tag on the new Raptor. Yeah, my only. That's a fully optioned one too. I, mean, I don't know 60, if it's fully, but it's got 60, a shitload of it. Was it sixty five thousand? Sixty six. Brand new Ford Raptor, sixty six thousand. Yeah, if I went in and leased that or got a credit line for that, I'd be single for sure. <laughs> Robbie, it's My only like eight hundred dollars a month. Is I, it worth it? No, it's only eight hundred dollars <laughs> no. a month for thirty six months. That's the correct answer, I would, Robbie. I don't. I'd probably. Be, I'd just be straight up murdered. Like it should just. You wouldn't even be single. You'd just be killed. She'd be like, "You're the dumbest person ever," and then. Kill me and leave. Yeah, but it's a 36-month lease, so what are you going to do? <laughs> you got it. Like, yeah, wait, you so can't, you can't here, take it back. Here, it's, it's a penalty if you take it back. So oh, man. You just got to gotta roll with it but for 36 months. But it's zero down and, and all that. It's zero, great. Zero percent APR financing. They're yeah. giving these cars yeah, away. That's what I'm saying, Robbie. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. No, 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 no. It's all you, bro. Fuel the rage of the accountant. So I think that's it, unless you guys have any questions. <sighs> no, not really. No. It looked fun. 
It was a good time. Definitely, media is the way to go. Media is the way to go. So that's that's some. The problem is top tip right there. It doesn't work for anybody else. (laughs) Problem is like we're still like riff raff. Like car and driver was there and like professional like people with briefcases and shit and camera gear. I've never seen so much camera gear in my entire life. And I'm like, what are you people filming? Like what? What did that one guy say? What did that one guy say about? Oh, that pissed me off. Yeah. We're going to make enemies in this industry. Where is it? I'm not even going to say where he was. He was standing... Oh, I got to because it's part of the deal. So he standing in front of the SRT Durango, which was there. Uh, it was on a platform, and he was standing next to the platform or on the platform. That was like the day that it debuted on, on the internet. Yeah, probably. Or maybe the day after at most. That week for sure. I couldn't get to it. So I think if like you ask really nicely, you can do some stuff that it looks like you can't do. Like I probably could have gotten up there, but I didn't realize that until after the fact. Like, I could, like, hey, like, I just really, can I get in here and take some pictures? And somebody probably would have let me up there. But, um, media pass, I need to take a picture. Right. So, because they were up there, there was somebody else. It was probably like Car Driver was up there in it. You know what I mean? I can't flash 10 tense podcast. Like, do you, do you know who your, I your am? Kanga Motorsports hat. No, I have my that. suit on. Oh. You can't be like, do you know who I am? Like, I'm sure it works really well for them, but didn't work. <laughs> probably wouldn't work for me. But I, if I had asked really nicely, I may have been able to go up there. But so, anyway, this dude, I don't know where he's from. He's, not anything I've ever seen, but he's standing next to the SRT Durango, and like they've got all their camera gear, and like there was a dude with some side lights, like some side LED lights. He was side lighting them a little bit, and he's like, he's going on this bit. He's like, he's like, are are you a family man with children that still has muscle car tendencies? And he says it like that, and I'm like, ah, don't do that. I'm like, who's watching this? Oh my god! But they had like they had like you know the five thousand dollar camera, and they had like I said the LED side light, and, and they had wireless mics and stuff. I'm like, who are these people? Like, are you spending this money on this shit yourself or what? You work for somebody? Oh he works for Vice or something like that. Oh my god, maybe, but I, or maybe he's like a local. Like they were like a local news like guy. TV yeah, station. That, that might have made sense, but I was like, is that all you got to do to and just make a video and just make money? Or like, what, what are we missing spew here? Spew crap. And, and we have 35 followers on Instagram. Right. And the thing, the thing <laughs> that, on YouTube. The thing that pissed me off is like, I just, I couldn't. I was like, I don't know who's watching this. Like, I don't, it's just you're driving me. And I was like, the other thing is you haven't driven, you haven't driven the fucking truck, dude. Like, you don't, like, this is the thing that really makes me angry is that when, and it's the whole thing about automotive journalists in general. You haven't driven the fucking thing yet. Like, you're, you know, I don't even think you've touched it. And you're just like, are you this person? You can do this with this. It's so, and I'm just like, stop. Just please stop. And I, I literally had to leave. I was like, I got to go over there now. It's probably why I don't have any pictures of the Durango because I had, I was like, I, I got to go. I got to leave. I didn't did notice there's no the pictures. Fuck out of here. And that was one I expected him to take pictures of. Yep. You know, Trailblazer SS bro. Over I get there. it. But it was every, it was every, everybody was doing it though. It was the thing to do. Like, and, and there, I, oh, who's watching this shit? I don't understand. When I drove it, it was the best balance you didn't of. Fucking drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we can move on now. I had, I got that out. Do you feel better? No, I'm still <laughs> angry because the thing is, he's making way more money than we are off of our content. So that's that's all I'm saying. You guys want to move on? To Let's the move news. on to the news, Robbie. Oh wait. Before we do the news, Robbie, we have a many exciting news things to share. I was, I was, you had, you had just a hit my head, and I was like, "Shit, we forgot have, to talk about that thing. before we started." Okay, are we doing this? Are we? We not? are, we are doing this. So oh man! Moving people. forward, everybody, sit down. Because this is big. It's very professional. We're gonna do the news presented by Titan Tanks. Oh, yes, we are. We have a new sponsor, Titan Tanks. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more when we end the show. But let's do the news presented by Titan Tanks. 
Uh, we'll start this off with uh, Alpha kills the Julia wagon for another SUV. How do you guys feel about I'm this? So mad about it. That Julia wagon was rad. I, I appreciate the word rad. However, it can is, we not bring back rad? Why is, is everybody saying Rad's rad now? Because me and Jabay, we started it. Yeah, trendsetters. You, you did, and then like somebody else on my Facebook that has nothing to do with you guys said rad, and I said this stops now. We're bringing it. <laughs> we're, bringing it we're bringing it back. Shit, stop. Jubay and I are the Adams from the '80s get to say rad. Nobody else gets to say it. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. Actually, I actually agree with that statement. Yeah, no, yep. Everybody we're done. else, we're not dumb. doing rad. If your name is not Adam, and you don't love all things '80s, no. you're not allowed to use the word no, rad. No, sir, don't use it. It's not coming back. My exact response to that is, it's not rad, it's gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, if your name is Robbie, and you like things from the 2000s, you can say gnarly. You can say gnarly. It's fucking gnarly, bro. But you got this uh, dude. But it's, it's, it's not gnarly. Gnarly, in a, bro. It's not gnarly in a good way. But yeah, you're not finding the wagon gnarly. No. I don't no, think anybody's no. surprised by this. No, I hate wagons. Everyone knows this. I don't know why, Robbie. Well, the, Julia- the Corvette wagon thing is back again. I saw that. It's dude. still glorious. We're not going down that rabbit trail, please. But <laughs> I like the Julia. I think it's a great car. I don't like the wagon, and it it basically looks like a shorter, almost longer looking version of the uh, what do they call their car? Their SUV thing. Who? The Stelvio. The Stelvio. The, the Stelvio is sweet, which I'm way. actually kind of okay, mad about. Here's the deal. Revelation time. So I got the Trailblazer SS, right? Living SUV things. I do like the new performance SUVs, the small ones. The McCann. I think if I ever replace the Trailblazer, I'll get a McCann. Trust me, That's problems. a Porsche. It is a Porsche. We're uh, kind of becoming that podcast you said we didn't want no. to be. Okay, here's the thing. You can't get in and out of the Panamera, I figured out. Go on. You can't. You, you just can't get in. The sills are wide. The back, the, wind, the, back, the way the door comes down in the back, is it's like right here. It's in the back which seat? nobody next, can fucking see. It's at your, your eye eyes. level. Yeah. That's fine because my my four foot tall ten year old. That's not an issue. Yeah, but when you're fifty and you are because you have a Panamera and you try to take your friends out to dinner, nobody can get in and out of the back. But next year when it's a wagon and it doesn't come down there yet, it'll be fine. Maybe, but th- there was I was there with a fifty year old guy, and he was in the back and he said and he literally said to the woman at Porsche, he's like, I can't get out of the back. I mean, he could. He was being. He was exaggerated. But he's like, I can't. The door doesn't come down far enough. And then I got in the front, and I couldn't get in and out of the front very easily. Sounds awful. It's terrible. You should get the Maserati Quattroporte instead. Let's go back to which the, is awesome. the SUV. Anyway, I don't want. I don't want to hear on. about your your. Just want to shit on the Panamera. No one cares. I don't, it's off my list now. No right. Panamera. Damn. Okay. Anyway, so, back to what we we're talking about. Yeah. The Stelvio and the performance SUV thing. Top notch. Ace. Good I don't stuff. like the name. Stelvio. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's very Italian. It's very Italian. Yeah, yeah, but I don't like that they're using it for an SUV. It's a sport SUV. <laughs> it's a sport sport utility vehicle. Yes, huh? it's a sporty sport Fuck. utility vehicle. And the Levante, and it, that was sweet too. Yeah, well, it looks almost too much like the the Julia wagon, anyways. It's just a lifted Julia wagon. Thank you. Kind of a little bit taller. I'm I'm into it. I I, I think it's fine. I I'm think, perfectly okay with it. They're making the right choice because this will sell. The wagon wouldn't. You're right. They'll sell three. Triple. T- they'll sell three times as many Stelvios as they would Julia wagons. Yes, hundred percent agree with that statement. That being said, still super bummed about it. You don't want a wagon. I it do. Does, it goes zero to sixty in three point nine seconds though, which is just way too fast. But for an does SUV. it, or is uh, it, or is this Durango stats that I'm not completely convinced they can back up? That may be true. It does make 
slightly more power than the Durango, and I would venture to guess it's lighter than the Durango. It has to be lighter than the Durango. But we were talking about before the show there are, started. There are planets that weigh less than that Durango probably does. Yeah, we were talking about the Durango. That I got some real journalisty stuff we got to do, and then we might double back on it next week. Okay, you want to come back to it next week? Let's do that. We're just saying the performance figures don't seem to make sense, so yeah. we'll come back to that. But So if it really does 0 to 16, 3.9 seconds, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's done it. It's just what they say. But I'm, if you a, I'm have okay muscle with it. car tendencies. No, you, <laughs> no, you, no, you don't. No, we're not doing that. But oh, so I was going to introduce this, which I don't think I've talked about on the show yet. But it's the Jalopnik effect. Have yeah. I talked about this on yeah, the show? Yeah, that's a well-known documented phenomena. But so basically, people want things like a manual Julia Quadrifoglio that's wagon that's brown. And all-wheel drive somehow. I hate and, brown cars but so much. The people that want these things buy two thousand dollars cars off Craigslist. They yeah, don't they actually, can't afford. But, but they all bitch about it in the comments section. Yeah, and, oh, they should build this car. Why won't they make things that people want? I'm like, well, because the people that have money don't buy this stuff. And so everybody says they want the wagon. Nobody actually with money wants the wagon. So therefore, you get an SUV. You go where the sales are. Exactly. So I'm okay with it. If you want to make a four seconds zero to sixty SUV. All for it. Good on you. That's what they have to do to continue making four C's that I'm sure they're losing money on. Yeah. It looks awfully dated now all of a sudden. The four C? Yeah, it was in the- Because the rest of Alpha's lineup is fucking sick. Yeah, and it, you're looking at it like, this car was awesome like two years ago, and you're like, it just looks so like not correct. Like something's not right about it, which is a real bummer because it's a great little car, and you're just like, something's not quite there. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the gray one they brought. Maybe you need a black oh, one. Oh, gray's not. Red one. Yeah, you need a red one. So anyway, what else we got, Robbie? So NASCAR has made it easier to knock your opponent out of a race. This is a weird thing. NASCAR, like since we've started doing this podcast thing and we've kind of semi-paid attention to NASCAR, they seem to make one mistake after another. Yeah, silly rules after silly rules that take away from the sport. So what's the name of this rule? The damaged vehicle policy? Yep, and if I'll try to read it. Um, so if your vehicle gets damaged, you ha- you can repair it. But repairs, such as fixing damaged sheet metal, will be allowed. However, teams will be given five minutes to fix damage once, a, once they enter the pit road. If the damage requires the car to go behind pit wall or the garage for repairs, the, the car will not be allowed to return to the race. Also, if the repairs take longer than five minutes, the car will not be permitted to return to the race. So if your vehicle gets damaged basically in any way, shape, or form that requires real work, you cannot go back in the race. You can fix sheet metal. You, yeah, you can make it look aesthetically pleasing in less than five minutes. And that's all you can do. It's not, not I, so, so basically what they were saying is you could punt somebody off. Yeah, you could, you could pit maneuver somebody. And then you you, know, you get your penalty or whatever, but they're out of the race. They can't get back to you. Right. So if you're in a points situation, uh-huh. and that guy, you guys are real close in points. Actually, what it would make better is your teammate. Your teammate pit, takes him out. Your teammate pit maneuvers that guy. Ah, uh, okay. So your your hands are clean because because you are you're number two, and he's number one in the points right now. Yep. But if you pit maneuver him, that's. It's bad ju- bad juju. Yeah, but if so, your teammate does. But if your teammate does it, because he's fifteenth uh, in the ranking, so who cares about him? Right. Interesting. So you bump draft him up to second, and then he pit maneuvers that guy, and then you go home. 
with the win. It's game. Interesting. I also think that it's this is just like bringing back more shoddy work. Like if so, that, if, if that's you, exactly what I thought. If if you're in the middle of a race and it's it's like what a two hour race, five hundred laps, whatever. I don't know. We still haven't figured out how long. Too long? That's let's go yeah, with too it's a, long. It's a, it's a it's a marathon of racing, but not in a good way. It's not a twenty four hour Thank race you. though. So it's like a five k of racing. No, it's like it's, a, it's, it's like a ten k. It's like a half it's marathon. It's too long, but at the same time, it's too not short, long yeah. enough. So you're allowed to fix your vehicle, but you have five minutes, and there's clearly somebody there with a stopwatch. And if you don't fix it in five minutes, you can't get back in the race. So they're just gonna like zip tie shit back together and go, it's fixed. And then they go back on, as long as they can maintain a minimum speed, they're back on track. But then the rule goes on to write that they're not allowed to go back on track and then go right back to pit row. Like the five minutes. Like thing. do a lap. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't reset every lap. So I think it's kind of a judgment thing. Is so it at the discretion of the whoever the pit supervisor is? The dude's out there hella flush with his bent control arm, though, because they don't have time to fix it. Well, there's a minimum speed. What what was the minimum speed? Do you know? It depends on the course. Like like you need like oh sure. sure so sure. say if you're I think it's like Daytona. I think you're just stay on the wall. You have to go like 120, 130. Otherwise, you slide down it. Yeah, because that's how physics works. God, that's crazy if you think it, about it. It's it's a very steep wall. Like it's it's it, I couldn't race the Omni there. It's, it's hard to walk up it. Yeah. Well, that one on Iowa Speedway is like seven stories, I think. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a big, it's a big, big curve. Yeah. It is, yeah. And it's weird to drive it. I really want to. Because your car starts, if you go too fast, it starts hopping up. Up the hill. Up the hill. Or the curve, whatever. Right. So you get into it, and you're like, I can't go this fast in this corner, but you can. And then when you go too fast, it starts sliding, boop, boop, boop. hop, 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 up the You need more downforce, bro. I do. I don't disagree, but it's yeah, big well, carbon have, fiber I'll, wang. I'll have a I'll have a wing for sale here. As put that on the Friday. Fiat <laughs> fake carbon fiber wang. You might guess. We don't know that it makes downforce though. We can find out. I'm gonna make a fling. I'll put it on the front of the Omni. I don't care. I, I can't see. I have a wing that's available. Can't see shit if it's on the front of the car. You talking about on the hood? I'll, no, I'll just have it sticking out in front, like oh. like level with the top of the hood, like two oh, foot in front God. of the car. <laughs> it sure doesn't make downforce. Then. It's a fling. I was I was thinking like those Pikes Peak cars. You know what I mean? Didn't they have Pikes Peak cars that yeah, they put a no, wing on um, the top? Chris Rado made a Scion, with, Scion a, with this ridiculous spoiler on the like front. Like this multi, uh, multi-element, yeah. like yeah, 3,000 pounds. Multiple wang, basically. Yeah, it's crazy. But, but it looked like it was all of it is driving like line of sight. Line of sight. I don't yep. know how he did it. I don't know. But let's not do that. That sounds dangerous. I'm all about it. So anyway, this rule is ridiculous. We think it's basically just to promote crashing. More, more to some crashing. This is didn't it say this is the dude that instigated this is the same guy that did the the twenty minute uh-huh. restart rule in the truck race. Yep, he said that this rule Let's fire is, that guy. Yeah, this guy said that this new rule not allowing repairs longer than five minutes is to promote safety and not letting damaged vehicles back on track. But at the same time, he's the same person. I that think it's going to get more damaged vehicles on the that's track. That's kind of how I feel. I, and gonna, if you have a damaged vehicle anyway, you have to get it signed off by the steward. You know what I mean? Like right. if you take something in, you want to bring it back out, he's got to sign it out. He's got to yeah, sign gotta, off on it. Check it so how does this promote safety then? And, and taking a vehicle off track for 15 minutes to repair it, how is that really going to like hinder anybody? Right. They're getting the car fixed. They're way behind. Yeah, it's been they're, they're just in it for the points at this point. Yeah, then they just and get sponsors. back on track. Yeah, I think it's a waste. I think it's a stupid rule. This this is stupider than the other rules. 
yeah, which are also very stupid. It's very dumb. Anyway, I think that's Massacre. it, isn't it? Massacre. Yeah, Massacre. That's it, isn't it, Rabbi? I think so. I don't have anything else to say. Okay, what's next? Uh, so Chevy's, they're debuting the Camaro GT4R. I'm a little confused by this car. How so? So they're currently racing what is the last-gen Camaro, but the Z28R. Yes. Which is basically actually a detuned Z28 with a roll cage in it. Makes less power than the actual Z28. I did not know that. Like, there's some rules and stuff like that. It's just a detune. That's actually quite common in, in racing. There's a lot of, like, I think Porsches. Oh, regulations. Yeah, now. A lot of cars make less power that are actually, I mean, they're still probably faster on the track, but they make less power than their streetcar brethrens. Huh. That's fun. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it'll have like a you know a two inch air restrictor in the intake pipe or something like yeah, that for to keep Z28. everybody in the same yeah power to weight ratio that's, area. That's but so they they're racing that, which I know that's the last gen car, so that's not quite applicable to this one. Mm-hmm. But you know there's going to be a Z twenty eight. You know there is going to be. So. Why did they put the time and money into the development of this car when they're just going to release a race car next year anyway? That's a good question. I didn't think about it that way. I'm surprised they did. Wouldn't this? Be I'm a- glad they did, but I'm surprised they did. Wouldn't this be a direct competitor with uh, the what's the, the Mustang that they just did? Yeah, it's designed speak? to race with the 350R. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. But the Z28 Same. should have been the one racing the 350R. Would this be a different classing? I would assume that they'll probably drop that car when the Z28 comes out. This is for IMSA Continental Sports probably, Car Challenge. Probably PWC, yeah, yeah Pirelli, Pirelli World, World Challenge. Challenge. Racing like that. I would guess that they'll probably drop. Currently, there is only one class that a Camaro runs in that I'm aware of. Hmm. Like with the last Gen 1. So I'm I'm just surprised they put the time and development into that chassis or into that car. I mean, maybe that's maybe they're doing it to develop the Z28. I guess. I suppose that that could make sense. Or maybe maybe they don't feel we don't know what engine's going to be in the Z28. I made the bold statement that it might be the LT5, but we don't. Oh, that's we don't right. Know that. So they <clears throat> might they might uh, maybe that motor's not good for racing. Maybe not. So maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're just going to run this LT1 because that's what it is. It's a dry sumped LT1. Yep. Maybe they feel like that's this is the motor to run, and so it doesn't matter if they come out with a Z28. Maybe they'll just badge it differently. Like, oh, it's a Z28R. You know, when the time comes for marketing reasons. Getting in the mind of a marketer and is is a difficult one. It's dangerous. It's not not a good path. It's not good. Anything else to say about the Camaro? I don't think so. Let's move it on. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll finish it off by saying I, I think the Mustang's better. I like it better. Oh, by the way, you can't see a broke dick out of the Camaro. No. I when I, I, th- I thought for sure they would have fixed that because the old one was bad. Yeah. I, we talked about that when I took the one down in Florida, right? That that was a C, or not C, it was a Camaro 5. Or Yeah, it was a 5. Yeah, yeah. It was the last, not the most the pre- recent The gen. previous gen. Right. The new one, pretty you know, sure you could see less out of it. That's I'm insane. not sure how it's possible, but I got in it, and you can't see a fucking thing it's amazing you you cannot see anything it's a, it's the smallest defended, windshield i've ever been in i've defended that car i've said in the past and i was like okay well it's a it's a muscle car it's ridiculous it looks like the concept it's blah 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 funny okay be, fix it on the next one though so you can see because you can see out of the mustang oh yeah and it looks great you know the high belt line okay it looks cool it looks it looks like the 
concept, but when it comes to the next gen, which would be the Camaro 6, fix the visibility. You can't drive the fucking thing. I drove it. I will agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. The, C, the Camaro 6 is the same way. Just for if any... And I can't defend it anymore. It's it's stupid. Just fix it and so people can see out of it. It's dangerous. Weird. Okay, anyway. We'll wrap this up with uh, putting your supercar on Turo, the ride sharing... Or the ride renting service. Might not be a good idea after all. Shocking. So, Adam, you want to explain this one? So, these guys put their R8 on there. They bought that R8 for cheap. So these two guys, yeah, they did. Yeah, these two guys together bought a seventy-eight thousand dollar R8 with the because that was their. Did it ever say is that a V8 or a V10 car? Pretty sure it was a V8 car. V8. I'm guessing based on the price, it's a V8. What car. year? Oh nine. Oh nine. Okay, so they get, so they got their like this is their. I don't want to say dream car, but this was like a aspiration of theirs to own this and, R8 and to, and to yep. justify it to their wives or girlfriends and themselves. Well, if I if I rent it out on Turo, it'll pay for itself, and then we get this dream car for less. Yep. And then someone wrecked it. Wrecked the shit out of it. Yeah, it's it's toast. It is it's a, it's a total car. There's nothing left. No. It, they, they clearly were going too fast, slammed into something that wasn't moving, and now the whole front end's basically pushed into the dash. Apparently it was raining that yes, day. Yes, So they were probably going too fast and then couldn't stop. Just slid. Because of the rain. Bam. And now, since they didn't read all the fine print in their, you know, 50-page long contract or whatever it is, Turo doesn't want to give them all the money they think their car is worth as an insurance claim. It sounds like they financed the whole thing, all $78,000 of it. Yep. Which I'm surprised you could find somebody that would finance the whole thing. Because everything I've heard, if you try to buy, like, an exotic car or something old or, like, something that would be, like, a collectible, it's a real pain in the dick. You got to put up quite a bit of money. You got to put up money. People don't want to finance it. They want to ask a billion questions. Like, is it really worth 78 grand? Like, it's a real pain in the ass. So it's all based on, like, trends. And just because it's worth 78 grand today doesn't mean it will be in six months. Yeah, and they're they're worried about getting their money back out. It's You're not buying a $15,000 Fiesta. Yeah. You're buying a supercar, which you might wreck anyway. So they've got There's that. A, probably they, a greater likelihood of you wrecking that than a Fiesta. Or somebody's going to scratch it and you're going to have a claim and it's going to be like a $2,500 paint yeah, correction. Yeah, even a minor fender bender is the cost of a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> right. So it's a real pain in the ass to get a collectible car bought on financing, or at least most of it bought on financing. So that's interesting. Yes. But yeah, basically Toro's saying they're only going to pay like sixty. Two grand or what? what is yeah, it? something, something like, that. like that. Yep. So the they went back and well, actually, Turo is not paying anything. This is a oh, it's the, a third party this, company. This is a third that they party use. insurance company, and the adjuster, after months of back and forth, has said that the value of the car is assessed at sixty two five hundred sixty two thousand five hundred dollars or whatever. And then they, obviously these guys make a big stink about it. They're going to Jalopnik. They're trying to get press behind them, saying that car's worth way more. It was show quality condition, blah blah blah. It had just had its service. So, $8,000 service, yes. by the way. So they they paid in June of last year $78,000 for an R8. Just recently, they had an $8,000 coilover replacement and their 55,000-mile service scheduled through Audi. So then now someone wrecks it, and the assessment comes back as $62,000. All I can say they've is... They've got eighty grand wrapped up in this car. They've lost their asses on this car, and they want to get reimbursed. And the adjuster is 100% right. That car is not worth a penny over $62,000. Probably not. 
Yeah, I, I have a hard time siding with them on this deal. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I think the the end of the the end of the day, who thought putting a supercar on Turo was a good idea? Morons. You well, put, they couldn't afford it. That's your, that's, that's too, probably it's speculative. Put but your they, Prius on there. Put your Camry on there. Put your you know your S10 on there. Whatever. With, yeah, that's fine. Anything that's worth you know fifteen grand or less, that's fine. Yep. But who thinks putting a supercar on there for any blow from Kokomo to be able to rent was a good idea? You can You're get asked. mildly vintage Ferraris on Turo in places in this country. That's that's, that's really stupid. You, you, there's no way you're making enough money. Like 308, to, 328 that's, rentals on Turo. It doesn't make any sense. You can't be making enough money. Because how much was that? Uh, I think someone seat? had a 355 on Turo. How much was that four seat of rent? Do you remember? Like, a day? It was like $90 or something. It, was like a, yeah, it wasn't 160 no, I think at it was the like most. Yeah, like 160, between 150 and 170 I think. Okay, so if you have a four seat. A new one, by the way. It's a new four C. As far as I are you going to rent it out at one hundred and sixty dollars a day to anybody that's over thirty that just shows up and has an app on their that phone? That car, like, because it's a carbon tub that's glued together, I would guess that any accident is it's done. Game. It's a total loss. It has to be. Like, carbon fiber doesn't like you don't impact. You don't. It. don't you don't pull it. it back out. No, and it cracks. It's worse than yeah. fiberglass. Yeah, it's done. So. There's no way that I would do that. It's I, dumb. I agree. I think it's stupid. Well, yeah. So they think it's worth eighty, and they get a, an appraisal at sixty-two thousand, which I think is very fair. Take your money and run, guys. Because Sorry, don't this, do it twice. That is the highest mileage R8 that I could find. Oh, really? The next highest mileage R8 I could find is on eBay right now with forty-four thousand miles, which is at least ten thousand less. They're selling it at buy it now. For sixty-eight thousand. Oh shit! Take your sixty-two grand. Just go buy two thirty-thousand-dollar cars and put them on Turo to get your twenty grand back. Take the money and run. Yeah, they need to get out. Stop bitching about the money you lost because you invested so much in it. It, It's fair. I mean, it it is, is. and they should. They really should have. If this is the case, I mean, if you've got an eighty-thousand-dollar car and you decide you're going to put it on Turo and you've got a lot of money wrapped in it, up in it, and you're already upside down in it, and you know you can't afford the service payments or whatever, and so this is how you're going to finance all that bullshit that you've gotten yourself into. Got to read the contract. What year is that, R8? 2009. The one that you signed on eBay? Yes. It is identical. It is white. It has the How aftermarket rims. How that? Probably since 08, I think. 08? 08 or 09. Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe 09 is the first like they year. were longer than like 05? <laughs> no, I don't think that, that long. I think because I think oh eight or oh nine. Not that I would ever. Year. Not that I have the cash to do it. But the first thing that pops into my head when you say that there's a sixty thousand dollar R eight on eBay with forty thousand miles is, does that mean I can buy an older R eight for fifty forty thousand dollars? That'd be sweet. I would Maybe. change my uh, my attainable cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole I'll point of this R8. conversation. That's why I'll you're asking all these R8 questions. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, I think this one's in better condition than theirs was. To be honest, they're it's, claiming it, theirs was showroom, which I'm sure they they're just so, saying that. Yeah, say this uh, is who showroom, doesn't say that, and this has all the options: the premium package, leather, everything, and they are only at like. Is that a V8 car? Yep. Yeah. The V10 didn't come out till 2011 or something. Who knows? I'm, I'm making shit up. Something we don't like know. That. Don't have a clue. So anyway, unanimously, we're on the take your money and run. It's your fault. You should have read the contract. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Or know what your car's worth. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Stay away from Turo. I think go rent cars on, on Turo. Yeah, if you're on the renting don't, side of Turo. Don't put all a about car it. on Turo. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't put a single thing I own on Turo. Mm-mm. Not a chance. I I like to talk like I would put the Omni on Turo because it's hilarious. But I don't think I could do but it. But so, even if somebody broke something, and you could get it, fi- you could make a claim, and you could get it fixed, and all that stuff. Assuming all that worked. Would you do it? Would you go through all the bullshit? I don't think would I would. Let somebody else. It's like renting your girlfriend out. I don't think I would it's, do it. There's something not right about it. I could see buying some stupid piece of shit car, just putting it on Turo for like a fifty dollar a day, like, or whatever thirty dollars. Like but yeah. even that doesn't make like sense. Like if I was part time Ubering, maybe throw the car on Turo when I'm not Ubering. That's an interesting question. I mean, how do you even really make money on? Turo. I don't think you really can. Because by the time you, you dick around and deliver the car and make sure it's in a certain condition, because I'm sure that there's rules about that, and I'm sure yep. there's rules about fuel and all this. Yep. By the time you do all that dicking around, how are you making any money? Really Even can't. on a car you're you're paying like $200 a month on, let's say. I feel like Turo's not a long-term thing. It's a good... I like the idea of it, but it's... I think rental cars are ex- as expensive as they are for a reason. I don't yeah. think that they're trying to rip people off. No. So then the people with exotic cars are putting them on there for God knows what reason. And that's not a good idea either. So, Nope. Let's wrap this up. That's, yep. all, I, that's all I have for news. Uh, so, yeah, going back to our sponsor, Titan Tanks. Um, if you want to learn more about Titan Tanks, they provide uh, basically fuel tanks and other systems for trucks, um, especially late model OEM vehicles. They have some universal applications as well. But you may be saying, Michael, you guys don't talk about trucks very much, but guess what? People have tow pigs, don't they, Adam? Tow pigs. You know how nice it would be to have race car gas in the back of your truck ready to go when you're at the race. Well, that's the nice thing about it is they do make like a bed tank, which is really interesting. So um, I guess there's an issue with having fuel tanks on a site is a pain in the ass because you have to have like... I think it's actually the EPA. There's a bunch of EPA restrictions. Right, there's, there's rules Tons and restrictions for having them. So if you're a racetrack, and we all know that racetracks a lot of times are cash-strapped, and you have to go through all these all this red tape and all these hoops just to have fuel on site, chances are when it comes down to it, that's going to be one of the first things that you boot because it's expensive, it's a pain, it takes up a lot of your time. And so we're seeing racetracks that don't have race fuel on them anymore. So a lot of people are having to look for alternative fuel delivery solutions and they're having to look for bed tanks and things like that. I know at RPM, our local track, uh, having E85 or an E85 car, I think the closest station that has E85 on a pump is in Omaha, which is a 30-minute drive one way from the track. So if you have an E85 car, which are very thirsty. Yes, they are. They use a lot of fuel. A full day is probably not a thing for you. Unless you bring fuel with you. Actually, Bill, the buddy I went to um, went to the Chicago Auto Show with, he's constantly carrying around like the jerry cans. Yep. And he's got tons of them all the time, and it's an E85 problem. It's because it's hard to get, and you use a ton of it, and so you have to carry it around. And carrying it around in the back of your Subaru hatch is maybe not the greatest approach. Uh, we've told the story before of my friend who uh, had some leak into the to the the trunk area of his MR2 and gave him a pretty, pretty good gnarly buzz. heartache or a headache on the way yeah. to a track day. So if you have a tow pig, you're probably not going to have that problem, but having a bed tank is going to be safer than throwing jerry cans in the back or throwing them in the trailer even. So uh, check out Titan Tanks. Their website is Titan 
fueltanks.com. That's T-I-T-A-N, fueltanks.com. Check out everything they have to offer, and we are very happy to have them on. Um, and keep a lookout on our social media pages. We're going to have some exciting things from Titan. I don't want to give too much away, but we're going to have some cool shit. It's going to be great, Robbie. It is great. This, this is so much bigger than I thought things were going to happen in the first year. It's crazy. Isn't it, it is cool. Yeah, so we're awesome. Yeah. Humbled. We're very, so humbled. We're very honored, and we're very honored for the people that listen to the show and have gotten us to this point, and uh, hope we don't become those people. You know what I mean? I was driving this Ferrari the other I day, and it was terrible. <laughs> Porsche. Uh, yeah, this week I got a Porsche. Yeah. Hope not to become those guys, even though I kind of felt like that guy today but hopefully I can go back to being a normal person <laughs> as he plays with his media pass yeah exactly that's what that's what made me think it. I was like yeah but you kind of sound like a dick today so <laughs> back to normal being a nobody service next week I think I promise yep alright we'll catch you guys next week peace <laughs>